0: info track continues once again here's chris whitting when was the last time you changed your favorite credit card if you've been loyal to the same card for years our next guest says you may be missing out he's matt schultz senior industry analyst for creditcards.com matt welcome to the show thanks for having me so matt what kind of numbers are we looking at how many card holders have not changed their card lately
1: It's a lot of people. We've seen 25 million American credit card holders haven't changed their go-to credit card in at least 10 years, and another 20 million say they've never changed it. So that's an awful long time to go without changing that card. So the reason people should be
0: thinking about changing cards is because of the bonuses and the rewards, right?
1: Yeah, loyalty doesn't really pay when it comes to credit card rewards, Plain and simple, the best way to rack up rewards is to sign up for a new card. And we're seeing today a buyer's market like we've rarely seen in the credit card business and lucrative sign-up bonuses that are basically unprecedented in the credit card industry.
0: But many of these cards want you to rack up a certain number of charges in the first few months or maybe in the first year. Is that right?
1: Yeah, generally speaking, you have to spend $3,000, $4,000 in the first 90 days or so in order to earn the sign-up bonus. And if you can do that, then it can work out great for you. But if you're somebody who carries a balance on a regular basis, then rewards cards probably aren't for you anyway because the math just doesn't work out.
0: Also, I noticed some of the cards charge you a yearly fee, but they give you a no-fee deal for year one, and then you get charged later. I suppose you could get the card and then drop the card if you want to avoid the fee.
1: That's how a lot of people do it. They might hold on to the card for 10 or 11 months and cancel it right before that annual fee kicks in. And even though it's probably not ideal to churn credit cards that way, People have done it for many, many years successfully without damaging their credit at all.
0: Now, there are all sorts of card providers, it seems. Uh, Major airlines have their credit cards. Hotel chains have their credit cards. Is there any advantage or disadvantage to one or the other?
1: It's really all about knowing yourself. If you're somebody who flies American Airlines all the time, you might be best served to get an American Airlines card. But if you're somebody who's just looking for the best deal and the best bargain wherever that might be, then a different kind of card might work. Like, for example, the Chase Sapphire Preferred card lets you have 50,000 Chase points After you spend $4,000 in the first three months, and then you can take those points and then transfer them to a hotel or an airline loyalty program like United or Southwest, and suddenly you have 50,000 Southwest points. So that can be a good deal, too.
0: We're talking on InfoTrack with Matt Schultz, Senior Industry Analyst for CreditCards.com. And the point of the interview is that if you're really loyal to one credit card, you may be missing out. You know, it's funny, Matt. I was on an American Airlines flight not too long ago, and the flight attendants did a pitch for signing up for their credit card while you were on the plane right there, and you'd get a super package of bonuses. It seems like they're getting really aggressive with this stuff.
1: Yeah, it's an incredibly competitive time in the credit card marketplace And that competition comes from the fact that people are spending more since the Great Recession, but we haven't seen late payments increase. We haven't seen bankruptcies increase in any significant way. So when you add it all up, it's a real buyer's market for credit card holders, and it's a great time to shop around at sites like creditcards.com.
0: In terms of these people who are loyal to the same cards, does that break out in terms of age? I'm just wondering if there's different age segments attached to that behavior.
1: Yeah, senior citizens are the most loyal group that we saw. About one-third of them said that they hadn't changed their card in at least 10 years, and another 20% said they never had. So that might be an indication that they're just kind of happy and set in their ways, or it could also be that they're not in their prime earning years anymore, and it might be more of a challenge to meet some of those minimum spending thresholds that these cards have.
0: And why would people be worried about canceling their card? Do they think it's somehow going to affect their credit score?
1: You know, the biggest reason why people don't get new cards is because they're afraid of hurting their credit score. And there is a little bit of validity to it. But the truth is it can actually help your credit score because if you cancel one card and get one with a larger credit limit, for example, then that can help what's called your utilization rate which is basically how much debt you have compared to how much available credit you have. And that ratio is a really important aspect of your credit score. What about these sort of
0: high status cards, the black cards and some of those other ones? Is there any point to
1: having those? Those appeal to a really specific type of high-end user, someone who travels all the time, someone who takes advantage of these exclusive lounges, that sort of thing. But for the average American, those type of cards with the 150 up to $500 annual fee just really aren't worth it.
0: Yeah, I guess so, with those kinds of fees. How about the actual credit card companies, Visa, MasterCard, Discover? Any advantage of one over the other?
1: Not necessarily. American Express and Discover aren't necessarily accepted in as many places as Visa and MasterCard are, so that might enter into your consideration. But for the most part, it's really all about the specific card and what you are looking for and how that card fits into your lifestyle. A little off the
0: topic, but probably something that a lot of people deal with if they use credit cards, the new cards with the chips in them, is that pretty much universal at this point?
1: No, not at all. It's actually moving a lot slower than I think a lot of people had hoped it would. And part of the problem was that a lot of retailers were a little reluctant to spend all the money that it takes to upgrade their terminals at the checkout counter to accept these cards, and especially because they were being asked to do it right before the big holiday shopping season. So a lot of retailers just said, no thanks, we'll take a rain check until 2016. And some folks are still waiting to do that.
0: Well, any last words for our listeners in terms of maybe giving them a little courage to explore and change to a new credit card?
1: Yeah, it's just a real buyer's market in the credit card marketplace today. And even if you're not shopping for a new card, you can take advantage of all of those offers and create some negotiating leverage with your current card where you say, hey Chase, I've got a card with a 20% interest rate, but I'm seeing offers for cards with 15, can you work with me? And in this day and age, there's a pretty good chance that they will.
0: And I assume at your website, creditcards.com, people can check out cards that are available.
1: We've got hundreds of offers along with a lot of really useful information, things that you need to know before you apply for a card, and then things that can help you make smart decisions once you get that card.
0: Matt Schultz, Senior Industry Analyst for CreditCards.com. Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.